0: Shem Tov, everybody, we continue in the Sefer Nefesh Shimshon. We're continuing to go through the prayer service. We have finished the prayer of Yehi Chavod, which is a long one, Impsukhat Zimra. We did Mizmor Lasoda yesterday. The next one, after Mizmor Lasoda and before Ashre, is Yehi Chavod Hashem Liola. So, we'll try to understand what the purpose of that prayer is. Okay. And we'll. In the Art Scroll Sitter, it's on page 64 at the bottom. Okay. We'll need uh, at least two classes, maybe three, on this topic. You want to look? Okay, you want to look? Okay. okay, anyway. Okay, i got to start right. We're on page Reish Yud Gimel. In the safer. Anyway, so it comes out that Yehichavod is an introduction to Ashrei, and Ashrei is the crown jewel of Sukkot That whole section all rotates, revolves around Ashrei. That's the key. And Yehichavod is the setup, the preamble, the introduction for that key. Now, it's interesting that the Yehi is not a specific chapter of the Tanakh. For example, Hodu is a number of various psukim from the book of Divrei HaYom. Mizmer, Lasoda, Ashrei, the five halalukas, they're specific chapters in Tehillim which is a little bit later on, is from the book of Divra Yomim. Uz Yashir is from the Chumash. Yichavod is different than all these, where the rabbis collected 18 verses from different sukim in the Tanakh. It's all from Tehillim, but it's a Pasuk here from Tehillim, a Pasuk there from Tehillim. If you look at the footnotes on page 65, after me, right right uh right at the bottom under yehi in the art scroll sitter look where i'm pointing you see they list all the different psukim in tehillim you see them and the next page also and some in Divrei hayomim Some, it's like all over the place it's random 18 different verses and there's no continuity so to speak okay and although we said there's 18 it's a little exception to this it's really of the 18 17 are random verses and there's one Pasuk that says Hashem Melech Hashem Moloch Hashem Yimloch Leolam V'ed that is not even a Pasuk that was a patch and cut and paste Connect, combination of bunch of things, which we'll have to talk about in another day, tomorrow or the next day, of what that's all about. Okay, so the number 18, that's a big one. What does 18 parallel? It, it parallels your 18, what do you call it, in the spinal column, Vertebra. you have 18 vertebrae. You have 18 vertebrae. And therefore, if you'll notice every pasuk in every everyone, what does it have in common with each other? Has Hashem's name. Yudhei Vavhei. Every Pasuk. Yehihod Hashem Liolam. Yishem Hashem me-veruch. Everyone has Hashem's name in it. Okay. And what is unique about the vertebrae? The vertebrae connects the brain to the rest of your body and that creates an erect person without a vertebrae you'd be in trouble you'd be like a jellyfish right so whenever we find 18 that means there's a connection between the brain let's say comprehending Hashem and the body or the creation to give the body or the creation a sense of stature. We call that a coma. A coma is like a stand. person stands, <clears throat> what makes you homo erectus? Your vertebrae. The spinal column. Right? If what, God forbid you're on a spinal column. You're, you're, you're crawling on the floor. The world has a spiritual spinal column that Hashem gives to the world. All right, so that's very important. You're connecting the brain, right, right there. And everything goes through there and makes everything in your body work. And therefore, the same thing with Hashem. Hashem is like the brain of the universe and it permeates through the entire creation. And this is the introduction to all the psalms of praises of the hallelujahs. Before we're going to elevate the entire creation through song, we need to connect the reality of the creation to Hashem, so to speak. And only after all the quote-unquote body parts of the world are connected to the quote-unquote brain of the world, which is just like a person, so to the world, if, God forbid, there's a, a disconnect between the... Spinal cord by the brain, you can't move your hand, you can't move your foot, you can't you can't do anything. All your life is because there's a connection there. And therefore, let's say one of the Psukim says, Hashem Hashem chose Zion, evil he desired. Uh, for uh he desired it for his dwelling place <coughs> so what does it mean so there's two ideas jerusalem has two names jerusalem means um is the city and zion is the base and that's the place of the connection the connection of where we connect the heaven and the earth <coughs> so therefore yeah so we also say 18 is high. So what? what does it? Well, I guess the only way you could live. Can you imagine living without a spinal cord? I'm just asking. Without a spinal cord. <clears throat> without a spinal cord. Would you call that life? A quadriplegic. Would you say is life? Huh? Uh, technically, can you do anything? You can't do anything. So that's not. It's no life. Okay. Now. The first pasuk is Yehi Chavod Hashem le'olam. May the glory of Hashem endure forever. So we have to ask the first question, what is Chavod? Honor, what is honor? That is when the creation itself connects itself to Hashem, where the creation feels the greatness of Hashem and they nullify themselves to Hashem because that's what covet is. When you give honor to somebody, you're nullifying, you're surrendering yourself before the person you want to honor. You know, Lahavdol, People love, uh, they idolize uh, movie stars. So what do you do? They throw themselves in front of him. They'll just, whatever you, anything, you, act, you know, whatever you want, I'll do it. Can I get your signature? Yeah. In India, they have made them gods or made them temples for the movie stars. For who? For, for the movie, movie stars. stars. For movie stars. That but you're, that's giving honor. Honor means I subjugate myself to you. Let's give a simple example. Let's say a big, 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 holy person. But nobody knows him. He goes into a, into a base match. Nobody knows the guy. He sits in the by himself. Nobody knows him. They don't give a matter. A guy walks over to him and asks him a question in the Gemara. And the guy very calmly gives a very detailed answer. He says, well, no, it's a question that the early rabbis, Rabbi so-and-so says this or so. But then there's a discussion here and there. And then within three minutes, he says, this guy knows the whole shash. And the more they ask, the more they understand what kind of guy this is. And then they, they say, oh, he's a special guy. I got to defer to him because he knows a lot. So covet comes from the connection that you realize how great the other person is. So how is it that we can give honor to God when we connect to God and realize how great Hashem is? So, yisma, so what does it say? Hashem should have honor eternally. Next words. Yismach Hashem, Hashem rejoices b'masa with things that he created. What does that mean? When the things that he created express the greatness of Hashem, then Hashem is happy. I'll give you an example. A child, a father, when will he be happy with his son? When the son follows the father's way in one way or another. Just give a couple random examples. Because a son, when he distills himself from the father, when he mimics the father's good qualities. If a father's a doctor, and he thinks that's the greatest thing, his greatest joy is see his ta- son, became a doctor. If a father's a Talmud Chacham, his greatest joy is his son, be a Talmud Chacham. That is true Nachas. So now, using that same model, what gives Hashem Nachas from the world? when the world reflects the fact that they're the creations of God everything in the world plus human beings that's when God gets covered so far so good so that's the idea we want Hashem to have covered because now how is he going to get this covered when the rest of the world recognizes it now how do we get to this 18 well one of the names of Hashem is Shin Shin Dalid Yud Sha and Dai Three Letters. How many if you change the letters around? How many options do you have? Of it's six. six yeah. Shin Dalud Yud, Dalud Yud Shin, Yud Dalud Shin, Dalud Shin Yud, Yud Shin, Dalid Shin Yud. Okay. So the the three letters have six permutations trust me just like the four letters of Hashem have 12 permutations okay so there's six now so it's six permutations of three letters so how many total letters include all the permutations? 18 (coughs) Shin Dalet Yud is three Dalad Yud Shin is three more. Dalit Shin Yud is three more. Six times doing three of three gives you eighteen. And for that we have the 18 verses of Chavod and each one has is parallels a permutation of Shin Dalit Yud. Even though you don't see the word Shin Dalet Yud there at all. But eighteen is a giveaway. When you see 18, that we know that's a factor of Shin Dalad Yud expressed with different uh, changes and orders. And, and of all the letters of the orders comes out to 18. So somehow hidden in this whole prayer, because it's 18, is expressions of Shin Dalad Yud, which we now have to explain. Yeah? So Mezudu also has something like that, Rabbi? Mezudu. Well, Azusa has Shin Yud. It's one expression. It's one expression. That's fine. It's one expression. Shin Yud is one expression. But there's five other ways to mix around the letters, and we take all six versions times three letters. There's eighteen letters. Okay. So now, what does that word mean? I know it's the name of God, but what does it mean? So we have to look in the Torah. Where did you find this? So we find, for example, when Hashem speaks to Avram, He says, "Ani keil Sha, and da." And Rashi says, "What does shan daladud mean?" It's a contraction of, "I am the one sheyesh that there is die enough with my godliness to the entire creation." So think about enough, enough. Still not clear what it means. When Yaakov sends his children a second time to Egypt to see the Viceroy, he says, The God of Shakai should have compassion upon you. And Rashi there says, the one who said, Hashem says, Loloma die, said there's enough in the world, should say that my suffering should be enough. Second idea. Gemara Chagiga says, When God was creating the world, remember from the essence of God, it expanded and expanded and expanded. And the more expansion concealed more of the core of God. (laughs) The world was getting to a point. It was expanding and expanding and expanding until God said, Die! Stop! It's enough! Because if you expand anymore, no one's going to find me anymore. So something about enough it's still not clear what what is going on over here. What is this word Shindal? It's very important because we don't understand what Shindal all but we're not going to understand this prayer. That's it. Yeah. I know we're not supposed to say the name. I know, so I'm not. I'm not I do I, I, I know. I'm asking why. Because one of God's names. How than You don't say God's name unless it's in prayer. Okay, yeah. You don't you say uh, God's name just as I'm speaking. You know, if I say a bracha, an actual bracha, I have an apple yes, in yes, my yes. hand that I'm gonna make a bracha, I say God's name. I'm praying, I'm saying, and you say Shindalad Yud. I'm reading a pasuk in the chumash without interrupting. I say Shindalad Yud. But I yes, I'm talking yes. to you, I can't say Hashem's name. That answer my question, we just had it recently, in so, yeah. yeah. But, I, but you yeah. haven't heard me say it. No, no, right? no. no so some that. people say Sha-Kai, <laughs> a- no, a- no, Ka, I just Ka was instead of Dalad. Yeah, yeah, right. Or Elo-Kai instead of high. Yeah, yeah. So that's one way to get out of it. Yeah. Or you just pause, sha, yeah. and then da. Yeah. So you're reading the same Pasek in the furnace and uh, some of saying, well, we don't... As as say," As long as you like say the whole Pasek. same reason I don't say good, hey, Pupke, if you, know? you Well, <laughs> your name of K is Ado with Noi. We never yeah. say. But here we're just saying, if you're reading a Pasek, you can say the whole Pasek. But yeah. here I'm just talking to you and referencing this, so you have to definitely... Which there's nothing special, separate from that one, just another name. of Like with all names of God, you have oh, to yeah. be careful. Yeah. So, so the, the name on Mesusa's says "Shomer Daltot Israel." So that, is that is different. No, it's, that's a, it, no, it's, it, it's what it stands for, and you'll see. Once I explain this idea, then you'll come back to me and you'll see how it exactly fits in. But I have to first explain yeah, what the word itself is. Like. Then you'll know why it's it's there and why it's in your house. That's a good it's a good answer for this. Very good, you brought it up. It's not in the safer here, so now it'll be a good connection. I see you like the mezuzah. You like the mitzvah. So you'll appreciate it more once we explain all this. So let's see if we can get this idea in. We live in a world, God created a world, with definite laws of nature. There are certain arrangements that are... Every day the sun rises... Rise in the east, sets in the west. You breathe. There's laws of physics. God created laws of physics, they don't change. However, Jews believe that at certain times Hashem can alter the laws of nature. Why? Because God is not beholden to the laws of nature. God is not beholden to the laws of nature. He made the laws of nature so he can break the laws of nature. Let's have a good example of this. Abram knew by looking at the stars and the way he was naturally created in the world, he knew he couldn't have children. He was born under a certain planetary star. He could not have children. Now, that's not a simple thing because Hashem made the world a certain way. We have a famous story Pitas. He asked Hashem, Why am I so poor? And then he, he died, went to heaven, and talked to Hashem, and he came back. How long am I going to be poor? He says, He says, You don't want to be poor you know what would have to happen i'd have to recreate the world i have to rip apart the world start over the beginning and even then i don't know if you wouldn't be rich in other words hashem makes a certain thing that's a very hard thing to change though it's a set order hashem made the world a certain way it could be changed but it's a very difficult thing but god can do it so let's say you were born into poverty Hashem said there are ways to change the laws of nature. And what's that? Prayer, for example. Prayer is a tool that allows you to change your mazal. Because Hashem can decide. They can listen to your prayer or not. So here's the question. What is the biggest, hardest altering of nature that Hashem did when He created the world? Since He created the world. 5,784 years. He's done many things to alter nature, a lot. What was the greatest altering of nature? So let's take a look from Apostle for, in for. Tehillim. It says in Tehillim, Me Kashem Elokeinu, who is like Hashem our God? Hamad vihi loshoves. He sits in the highest places words. He goes down to see in the heavens and the earth. What does that mean? So earth, earth means the low world that we live in. This is earth. Shemayim is where its godliness resides. And we know there's a concept the rabbi says that this world is compared tonight to things are not clear in this world in the heavens where god is we say there's beauty strength power joy there's light in hashem's realm it's clear as day it's amazing in this world it's very dark we don't know what's going on when we say the pasuk we're saying a day will come when even here down here, it's going to be like up there. Even though right now it's very dark. For Hashem to take the reality in His world and put it into the reality of this world. That is the greatest change of all, all nature that exists. To make this world, that world. Wouldn't you say that's the biggest thing? So when did that happen? And that when God gave us the Torah at Sinai. He, he implanted in our world with that name of Shin Dalet Yud. He took his throne of glory with all the angels and he came down to Sinai. He changed the whole order of things. People could see what they normally would hear. They would hear what they normally would see. And that was the total rearrangement of all of creation. Hashem put the heavens in the earth. That's one bold example of the greatest change now splitting the sea is a big change too but it's not as big as putting the heavens into the earth yeah so nature is Hashem Hashem is definitely behind the nature and he put rules in it but he made it in a way that it's very dark for people to see this all it lacks clarity now if you could look deeper beyond then you could see but a seventh did it all, but it doesn't look like it to us. It doesn't look like it. People live in this world and deny God. Nobody denies God up in his world. His, his essence is so clear, it can't ask any questions. Here, what do you mean? I don't see God. God's very good at hiding. But at Sinai, this world, at Sinai, the physical Sinai became that world. When did go back? When, it, when the revelation ended, then it got back to normal. So just speaking, that's a Again, I give the example all the time, and we have to remember this example of the magic eye. We can see a picture yes. with just a bunch of dots. If you allow your eye to cross, you look, focus, and let your eyes get sleepy and cross. A 3D picture comes out on the paper. Nothing moves. It's an optical illusion. Okay. You have to, either you can do it or you can't. I know some people keep looking and looking, you know, people who who have to focus. If you focus, you can't see this. If you let your eyes become unfocused, You stare till it gets blurry. Then all of a sudden, those very dots are three dimensions. And you see a picture. You see... Three sheep grazing in the meadow. It's such a illusion. I use this as an analogy. This world is like the magic eye. We just see a picture. But if you now, if we spiritually cross our eyes, we'll see divine energies pouring in, and that's what we'll see. And we won't see this. We'll not see that building we'll see Hebrew letters and all kinds of things going on in this world. You know what that means? That's when the heaven comes down to earth. Then it's clear. It's, it, it didn't come by itself. It's all Hashem is doing this. So when did this happen? This happened at Sinai. That's why the Jews died. You couldn't live that way. Okay. So what does all that mean? Also, that all comes from the name Shin Dalet Yud. Shindalad also is expressed in the in the world of Teshuva. There's a lot of rules in the world. If a person is so bad, he's on the 49th level of pure impurity, he never, he never can get to Hashem. You're stuck in that dungeon of lack of spirituality. You can't, that's a rule, you can't get out. Once you hit the 49th level, you can't get out. But Hashem says, you know what? I can break the rules. I take a Russia who's such a Russia he never learned the puzzle in his life, did every affair in the books. And if, I, if Hashem wants, he can make him into the biggest Talmud Chachem in the world. What do you mean? The guy's a Russia, he's this and that. So I can do whatever I want. He can break the laws of nature. That's Shin Dalet Yud. That is Shin Dalid, Yud. Now we know the name Elohim expresses, expresses that God is the master of all forces. Kindness, judgment, good, evil, everything comes from Hashem. That's Elohim. Hashem is the master of every force. When I say the word, that's Elokim in general. When I say Elokai, my Lord, now that means he's all the forces for me that Hashem relates specifically to me on an individual basis. Which means that the whole world may all be acting in a way that's for my benefit only. Now, what's an example? What's a muscle to this? Okay, let's say you want to buy a nice from that now is made in China. Now, the truth is, if you would want to make it, and you go to a guy and say, make me this thing, you probably charge you $25. For one guy to make it, it's a big job. But if you got China, where they have slave labor, and they're making billions of these things, guess what? It only costs you two bucks how is that because God took something that if you want to make it on your own cost $25 but the Hashem has coordinated the whole world because God's in charge of the whole world he's the master of all forces and also he focuses all that for me and therefore since he has a whole world and he has a China and he has a Repu- and he has communists and they have slave labor and there's people who want to take advantage of that, and people want to make money, and this and that, all of a sudden, if I would have to do it, it cost me $25, and I do it, it just cost me two bucks. For me, the entire world was created. So, what do we really have here? Elohim means God is the Lord, He's the King, He's in charge of the whole world. That's what Elohim is. He's the master of all forces, he's the king of the whole universe. But on the other hand, he can be a low-kai, he can be my god. And he can look at me completely and focused. So it, it appears there's a bit of a contradiction, but only for human beings. What do we mean? Let's say you take a powerful king, the most powerful king in the world. What is he concerned about? He's concerned for the kingdom in general, how it runs, the overall economy. He fights battles. He has to punish people who try to revolt against him. But everything's on a general level. He can't be bothered with the details of personal issues that people have. Because there's so many little people there. He can't take care, of the President of the United States, even if he was competent. He can't take care of individually all 350 million Americans. So therefore he has different uh, layers of government. The Ministry of Health this and that. And then lower and lower and lower until an individual can speak to somebody. The king himself, when he's alone, he can't do anything with somebody. Hashem, although he's Elohim, the master of all for the whole word, but he's also elokai He's my God. I mean, God, even though he's in charge of everything, he goes into every single detail. And the Nefer Shachaim explains. That when we say Hashem is Shin Dalet Yod, it means just like the name of Elohim. That wants to say that God says, I'm the master of all forces. I'm the king of the whole world. But guess what? If I want, I could change it. Every minute, I could change the whole world because I'm the one who made the whole world. And therefore, the, letter, the name Shin Dalad Yud is similar to Elohim, except the name Shin Dalad Yud shows that Hashem has an inner, deeper connection with everything. For each and every individuality. And in other words, God has enough godliness for everyone in the creation. He can take care of everyone. He doesn't need another force. Everything comes from him. So, even though he's the master of all forces, he's the big king, he's not too big that he can't see little things. Die. I'm enough for everybody. Ah, so you say, I don't understand. Hashem's gonna watch my house? He has to watch the whole world. He's got time for my house. Oh, yes. Just put a mezuzah there. And not only is he going to make sure that the whole world runs, but Shin Yud on your house, he watches that nobody burglarizes your house too. That's how special he is. All right. So we got to stop it here, but we're going to see how Shin Dalad Yud kind of says Hashem can change What the plans are for each individual. We have more to discuss, but we have to stop it over here.